there's been times where I've been a part of sex scenes and thankfully me and the girl were interested in each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that has happened. I have gotten a boner off of it and it's been, it's been fine. It is what it is. I can imagine bro. It's, I'd be so embarrassed. They don't give you like a tight pair of underwear to wear. You get what's called a cock sock. And it doesn't tell. Hold it down. Do you think, do you think about me? Welcome into the podcast. It is another episode of the One Man Show. It is actually episode 69 of the podcast. Noise. Noise, 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 noise. I like that. You guys lot. seem to like the trio a lot. We got me, we got Pearson, and we got Adelia, the purple haired freak. That is so rude. And uh, you guys seem to be liking Pearson and Adelia. Pearson picked up 60K views this week on his first vlog. 20K subs. Thank you, guys. Round of applause. Adelia, 100,000 views. 54,000 subs. Congratulations, guys, on starting your vlog career. How do you guys feel? How do you feel, Pearson, about your first vlog? Fucking tired, bro. <laughs> After one? <laughs> yeah, I want to take a nap, bro. We've been grinding. We have been grinding. We, you, yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. I've been getting like, I, last week I gauged all of my sleep the entire time. No more than five hours of sleep a night. And then one night, the night that I posted the vlog, zero hours of sleep. He was up the entire night. I'm proud of him. He edited it all himself. Mm. He actually did a really, really good job. Thanks, bro. Yeah, he did really that. well. Um, Thanks, Adelia. I'm proud of you, too, for taking the initiative. Thanks, man. I really, hey, as a big brother, I mean, you're older than me, but, you know. How the fuck did you become my... You definitely... To be fair, you are my big vlog brother. I'm I your mentor in the vlogs. You're my mentor in the stocks. That's what stocks, we do. Stocks, baby. That's what Adelia, I? Each other. How do you feel? You're our little sister. How do yeah. you feel? Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. Adelia has posted three videos and she's already being hit up for brand deals and did her first ever one. How are you feeling now versus when you first started your vlog career and it wasn't, you haven't even posted a video? Um, I do feel a lot more confident. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What is, what is allowed for that? What do you mean? Why are you more confident? Um, I don't know. I just see the comments being like, she just looks so calm. And I, I don't know. I just feel more confident. I don't know. So you need reassurance from other people. No. <laughs> oh, you, no. Well, you tell me you, I do a good job, so that makes me feel better, you uh-huh. know, especially like from you and you do too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you telling me that I'm doing a great job, I, it makes me feel better, so I know I'm doing a great job. That's good. But also job, like though. the comments do help. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course. Um, going off of the exhaustion, I'm exhausted. We've oh. been trading stonks every single morning. Every we get day. up at 6 a.m. He's 5.30, whatever. I edited four vlogs this week, a podcast. I'm doing the music. I uploaded that. I'm burnt out. Same. Not to mention that the oil is just fucking the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> the oil is really burnt out. Let's be honest. We're yeah. tired, but the oil is burnt. Yeah. Um, if you guys are into stocks and are watching the economy at all, the oil prices. Talk about the oil. No, no. Let's. I want you, because I've taught you a lot, as much as yeah. I can currently, about the stock market and options <laughs> trading. Yeah. Tell me what you understand about the fall of the oil market. So from my understanding, guys, it is great. Gas prices are low, but... Overall, that's not really good for the economy because we're in this, basically, no one's driving because of quarantine, right? Um, which is great for the environment. It's like, I look really out my great. window, it's beautiful, the sun is setting right now, there's never any haze or whatever, you, what is it, pollution? No smog. No yeah. smog. So it's definitely great for the environment, bad for the economy because oil, what I'm learning, kind of controls the value of the dollar. Absolutely. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um. But you could touch on it more with like 
we came to an agreement, I guess, but it hasn't taken effect yet. And people are, the barrel of oil is, it's, it's cheaper to buy like a bucket of chicken from KFC. I saw a meme. Yeah. <laughs> or no, it's more expensive to buy a bucket of chicken from KFC than it is a barrel of oil. Yep. Isn't that wild? So OPEC reached a deal last week uh, during the oil crisis when Saudi Arabia had flushed the market. They did a short squeeze on the market. Very smart play on their part. They saw an opportunity, they struck, and they came in, and they short squeezed all the oil prices, and they flushed the market, which means they sent out all these barrels. It spiked the price. Oh, well, spiked the price down. And then all of like the shale producers and the oil producers here in America couldn't keep up with it. Right. So we got flushed out of business. So what that means long term is there's too much oil on the market. Now it's so cheap that literally a cup of coffee from Starbucks is more, more expensive. expensive. At one point they were paying people to to buy oil, right? Yeah. It was like <laughs> so the the barrel itself is more expensive than the oil inside of it. And yeah. So it's better for them what? to because they, they're producing. You can't just cap off once a geyser is tapped right it's super hard to cap that off so in order to cap off one of those geysers it takes a lot and it takes a lot of money so it's better to just let it keep rolling roll out the barrels but then pay people to store it for you be like mm -hmm. hey i'll pay you to take this barrel of oil i called my dad and i was like how much farmland do you got bro like let's fucking take that oil right yeah so so what do you understand from that adelia I don't understand a single <laughs> thing of what Pearson just said. Okay. But no, no, I get it. I, I, get, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Well, here's, here's the bad side of it. And I am not an economist. I'm not a strategist. I am just a somewhat mildly educated dummy that trades stocks. So don't take my advice on anything. Um, it will, what it's doing right now is it's deflating the value of the dollar. We don't like that. What that means is the trade with other nations and how we exchange goods and services and how, for instance, you get minimum wage at like maybe $15 an hour or 10 bucks or five bucks, whatever it is an hour, actually decreases. So your dollar's stronger. You can, you can buy more oil. You can buy more chicken at, you know, KFC. <laughs> you can do all of it. But ultimately, long term, we rely on our dollar not being too strong in order to trade with other nations and them to trade with us. It's a weird kind of catch-22. Yeah. We, we want to be strong, but not too strong. The whole world is in turmoil right now with everything that's going on. I was actually driving the other day and there was a guy, he was just walking down the street, dick out. What? Pissing, just walking and pissing on the side of the street. Uh, was no he homeless? I don't he, know, uh, but he just doesn't care. No fucks given. <laughs> uh, dicks out. Dicks out for Harambe. Oh Do you guys remember God. when that, like simpler times, dicks out for Harambe? Yeah. That was a good He time. was in the Ohio. <clears throat> oh. Sorry. I, I mean, uh, even for me, for the vlog, I put Post Malone tattoos on me. Yeah. We're all trying to get creative out here and stay sane. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are some things that you're doing to stay sane, Pearson? Bro, I mean, we went on a, we went on a bike ride. I Dude. say bike ride, not like... And here's my thing, man. I get it. Stay home. But it's not... Like, going on... I was getting shit in my vlog for driving on the motorcycles. Yeah. Why? I, and going to the store. Here's my argument. These are all things I'm allowed to do and, and I'm doing them only essentially, but in the process of doing them, I'm documenting it. So it's like when you're at home with your mom and dad or your brother, your sister, you're with people, right? Right. I live alone. Pearson has one roommate or yeah. two roommates. His other roommate left. Yeah. Technically one. Right Adelia now. has one roommate. They're our family, right? I go to Pearson's house. I hang out with Adelia. When I go to the store, if I'm you know, if I'm going to the store, I try to make it entertaining. Right. So instead of walking straight in the door, I'll like 
walk to the right three steps and film something and then go in the door. And people right. are like, what are you doing? Just going out and about, like living your life. Like, are you guys, li- here's my question. Are people literally not leaving their house? Because how are you getting food when you run out? Yeah. How are you getting gasoline, like to drive your car? Like yeah. essential services. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you're giving yeah. me shit for fucking driving, trying, doing my job, trying to entertain people yeah. while doing the things that I have to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird time right now because they're all clearly doing the same thing it's that it's that uh what's the phrase that i'm looking for where i can point out your flaw and it just i I don't know what i'm trying to say right now but i I get to point at you rather than and make it it makes me feel better yeah because i'm doing so i mean we're all doing the same shit behind the scenes but right but i'm just just putting it on the internet on loudspeaker for everybody to see right and i think that's the weird that's a weird juxtaposition of like life right now is like a lot of people are oh, like, oh yeah, you fucking you piece of shit. You're fucking filming yourself out fucking Riding. getting food. Yeah. Piece of shit. But we're all getting food. We're all getting gas. We're all doing the same thing. You just made it entertaining. Right. And that's what that's what I'm trying to portray. And it's frustrating. Like and we aren't going out and partying. Yeah. Like I'm literally hanging out with this group of people. Jess is just joined in on the group, but she was down in Palm Springs. With her grandparents for over 14 days. Like, to make didn't sure. leave her house. Yeah. So it's like we're sticking to each other. And yeah, I don't know. I like also the governor. If I'm wrong, Cal- maybe I am maybe I am wrong. I don't know. No, the governor like, of California put out some strict guidelines and we have adhered to them. He also encourages people to go out and go to the parks, go for runs, get exercise outside. There is a mask order. So we do wear masks, we wear gloves when we go out. We're not only abiding, but we're also like encouraging people to go support their local businesses. So I don't, I feel like there's a right. And yeah, the times that I do leave the house, it's like, Hey guys, I'm supporting this local business. Yeah. I I think you guys need to be aware that each state is different. Each guidelines are different and we're, we're not being fucking stupid about the way we're handling all of this. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I did overall have a difficult week with my car. Oh, you have the guys, worst luck. Guys, listen to this. I did, everything hit the, shit hit the fan with my car this entire week. I don't know. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. First and <laughs> foremost, my car wouldn't start. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I had to call Pearson. My car key battery died. So for like a few days, I had to unlock my car with the, like I had to pop off this piece of plastic to get to the keyhole because the fob wouldn't work. Then uh, someone keyed my car. I went to Malibu Beach and took some photos and... Some guy wasn't happy that I was out and about, and I, I'm pretty sure he keyed my car. We can't jump to any conclusions, but I have it on film that yeah. he was frustrated with me. Um, and then, and you owned it. You did own it. I did own up to that. I shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, and you then prick. Yeah, I know, right? What a prick. Wait. And then uh, <laughs> someone sideswiped my car as well. So oh no, I didn't document that one. But it's just it's been a rough week for the for the car. So I'm why take, did you document that one? Eh, you yeah, know, why? Because hmm. it was a friend. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, we ain't throwing friends under the yeah, bus. Yeah, we're here. not throwing anybody under the bus. Absolutely not. Um, and also, it's frustrating about people have selective hearing, man. Like when we say Ooh. things on the podcast, and I see, look, guys. This is a conversation, right? We're not always going to say the best things. We just, whatever comes to our mind, we say. Right. And we put it on the internet. Yeah. Like, people choose not to hear everything that you say, and they yeah. hear what they want to hear. And that frustrates me the most. About last week, we were talking about, I said, uh, 
don't know why this. Con- I shouldn't even address. You know what? No, Fuck no. it. I'm not no, even going to address. No, I think this is important. You should talk about stuff that does, it is frustrating because you're probably not the only person feeling that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we talked about unemployment, right? Right. It's bad. Yeah. I feel for the people that have lost their jobs. But we gave a scenario where it was like, what do you have to say to the people that are just collecting unemployment mm-hmm. and treating this as a vacation? Because we were on Call of Duty. Yeah. And I was talking to the guy. I was like, hey, man. He was actually in Mexico. Yeah. And you were, you, you were listening when I was talking to this guy, right? Vaguely. I was like, hey, well, how's it going down there with, you know, the, the virus and, uh, and not having to work? And he was like, oh, dude, I'm loving it, man. I'm just, uh, I've been playing Call of Duty and doing all this stuff. Like, he was enjoying not having to go to work. So, I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, uh, probably a lot of people are just... Having a good time. Having a good time. And like, hell yeah, I don't have to go to work. The government's paying me. And that was what I framed. What do you have to say to those people to like occupy their time if they want to? Yeah. And then someone- That's literally what we said. Yeah. If you want to, if that's your thing, then do it. Right. And here's an opportunity to make your life better. Right. Literally, I remember that because I (laughs) I paused and I thought and I was like, you can do whatever you want. If you want to just chill, by all means. But if you want to like use the time to do something different- that was what we were suggesting. Mm-hmm. Someone commented like, man, like, fuck you, like this, this and that about unemployment. And I'm just like, you literally didn't hear a thing I said. Like, you're not really? listening to what I'm saying. And that just frustrates me when people have selective hearing and they they choose to like not listen to the whole story. Yeah. People want something to be upset about. That's what I've learned, dude. We literally live in a society where everyone just wants to be mad about something. Yeah. It sucks because... I, I talk about this just in my own life and I, I prefer honest confrontation over dishonest harmony, right? So I'd rather that you and I or you and I get in an argument and I'd rather hash it out and just go straight head on and be like, yo, what's your fucking problem? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's fucking figure this out. Um, rather than somebody be like, yeah, but. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do find, I, I find that there's an issue with people uh Wanting to argue for the sake of argument and just being negative. Bro, Jess and Adelia were just doing this. I feel like people are in quarantine. They're so fucking bored. They're just picking arguments with people for the sake of having something to do. I am just a... I wasn't doing anything. I am just standing up for my friend and I'm on her side. But this is what frustrates me. This is a a thing that a lot of people do, right? Yeah. Yeah. When their friends doing like specifically girls, I'm just being supportive. Okay, that's all I'm doing is being. They supportive. tell their friends what they want to hear. Right. I, it frustrates me so much when people are so afraid to call people out. Yeah. Adelia. What? Legitimate question. Not what? like not like poking any fun. But what okay. do you what what so what is the what's the solution and solve that you're providing for your friend and then what do you have to say to what Mark just said. I am just being a supportive friend. That is all I'm doing. She can, sh- any of my friends, that's their choice to say what they want to say on their part mm-hmm. of whatever they're saying. I am just trying to be supportive Jess, and speaking my here. mind. Come on here. And come, she's Jess, the yeah, one Jess. that, you know, uh, it's like someone giving an opinion. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to you. Okay, but like, so I'm going to do my own thing. I, I don't know what we're talking wait, about. Wait, wait, you can't Sorry. sit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. I, guess I, I don't know what the show. fuck we're talking about. What is the exact scenario? Because I we need scenarios. We, we Jess is talking to some guy. Right. And she just, for the sake of calling him out, because he's talking to some other girl as well. Right. For the sake of calling him out, she called him out. Okay. Doesn't care. She's not like dating the guy. Right. So like they're, but she is, the other girl's her friend too. So it's like mm. a it was scenario. It's like a scenario where like. They're kind of trying to be like to the guy, hey man, you can't just like, 
say the same things you're saying to me to this other girl. Like we right. were, we Which just I found agree. out that he was saying like similar things to both of us. And we were just like, this is funny. Like we're friends. Like right. we're both talking to the same guy. Like it wasn't uh-huh. anything serious, but uh-huh. it was just like, so we called him out on it. So then what was the negative thing? I was like, but do you care? And she yeah. was like, no, but like, so they're like literally just like, Giving this guy a hard time for the sake of it, in my opinion. Oh, I see. But I wasn't necessarily giving him a hard time. It was more of just like, I'm like, we see you. Like, we know. Yeah. Like, we're, we're aware like you're that playing you're trying games. To, trying to yeah. play both of us. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe that's not the best example of negative for the sake of being negative, but. Yeah, Mark, yeah, the Mark heck. Way more dramatic. No, nah, he, he made a good point. <laughs> I'm a host to his yeah, side. Yeah, okay, he's, he's trying, trying to, to stir up some drama. <laughs> right, you guys understand no. that's my job to like <laughs> stir the pot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I do see what you're saying. If you didn't care, then why say anything at all? But at the same time, there is the, the call people out for like, that's shady. It's, it's just weird. like respect too. Yeah. It's like, you know, I literally like hung out with this guy. Were you talking to ago. any other guys? Huh? Were you talking to any other guys? We don't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> so she was. So here's the problem. Double standard. Double fucking standards. And this is, this is what I'm getting at. And this is, it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. We all it's do it. I do we, it all the time. We, do, we all do it. And this is something that needs to be addressed. And this is why, why I was just asking that question. There's no, there's no fault. Um, sure there is. We're, we're all, <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys fucked up. Uh, and so did I. The, the problem is, is we want to do shit because it fucking makes us feel empowered, right? We want to feel like we're a part of something. We, and a lot of times, drama is way more attractive than no drama. Why do you think we watch a Kardashian? What do you mean? Like, what do you, what, in what it's, sense? It's like the thing of like, okay, so I don't get mad, right? Yeah. And a lot of people like to argue. And the, when you show that you're mad, it shows that you care. Right. So like people see it when I don't get mad. They're like, oh, he doesn't even fucking care. Mm-hmm. That's how they see it. And then to me, it's like, no, like I don't value arguing. Like that's, it's not worth my time to argue about something that I know isn't going to matter. Mm-hmm. Like what's that thing? If it's not worth, if you're not going to think about it in five years, don't spend five minutes on it. That's yeah. how I think. So it's like, if someone's mad at me for a certain thing, why am I going to get mad about it when it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. But like people say, oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, look, he doesn't even care. Mm-hmm. But, like, showing anger is an emotion that uh, shows that you care. Yeah. yeah. So that's why people like drama to see, oh, does my man still care? Right. I saw this TikTok trend, right, of these girls taking off their clothes in front of their man while they yeah. play Call of Duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of them, like, backfired. And, right. like, or, or there was another trend of, like, starting an argument to... Uh, just for the sake of it or something like that. Like those other ones where the girls were like sighing oh, yeah. in front of their boyfriend. They're like. <sighs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and some are like, do you want food <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even know where we're getting And some at. are like, what? I, what are you bitching wrap, at? wrap up the whole idea, it's people being negative for the sake of being fucking negative. And it sucks. And I yeah. hate that shit. There's nothing more than, than it, it just you stir your own pot of negativity and you know those people that they just, they don't do anything with their fucking lives and they stay home and they just talk shit about everybody. Trolls. I oh, like the right, the, we were just talking about the whole like negativity thing, like yeah. with the rice gum video that he just put out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I, he, he did throw a little, like, I think in my opinion, mm-hmm. breakups, regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. There's no reason to talk shit 
when you break up on the internet. I think it's the most lame shit when these people go on and they talk shit about their ex. This is why they broke. we broke up. They cheated, this, this, and that. Like, he's a terrible person, all these things. What are you accomplishing from that? Right. Like, are you, do you want people to feel bad for you? Mm-hmm. Because I could have gone on and said what I didn't like about my relationship. Like, you know, like, I'm at fault. She's at fault. We both did things that were not good. But look what I did when we broke up. I was the bigger person. I was like, hey, guys, you know, thank you for these two years. These are the memories that we made. Like, I hope you guys enjoy this. But I could have been on there and been like, hey, this is why we broke up. Yeah. Because she did this and she did this and she did this. And then she's going to be like, well, you did this and you did this. What, is, what are you achieving with that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so in Ricegum's situation, his girlfriend, or he, he made some like subtle like jab or something on a live stream. And then she went and did an Instagram story rant um, about like how he treated her and beat her down emotionally, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then they were like putting comments out, like saying that he was emotionally unstable or mentally unstable or something like that. And then he made like a reaction video to it. And I, and I actually appreciate the fact that he didn't like say anything, you know, he was the bigger person. Like what are people trying to achieve with these online controversies? Mm -hmm. Like, is it sympathy? Like when Daisy, for example, calls out the hype house, this is what Thomas did. This is that like we act like we need to make other people look so terrible to make ourselves look good. Mm-hmm. When we all are at fault, we all do bad things, right? right? I'm not perfect. I've said things that are, you know, bad. Yeah. What do you think the purpose is of people exposing people publicly? Well, it's just complaining at that point. You're just, all you're doing is trying to make yourself feel better by pointing out other people's flaws. Yeah. The only, the only criticism that I believe is okay is constructive criticism. Right. You have a solution to the problem. If you're just saying, hey, Mark, you fucking got a zit on your forehead. <laughs> you don't, you don't. I do. It's right yeah. here. Oh, I, I thought that was a mole. And I wasn't going to show up today. Pearson, your phone keeps dropping every I know, podcast. It dropped the last Jesus. podcast. I, saw, I try to ignore it. It was funny. So many comments are like, Pearson, like, damn, you should have called your phone. It's okay. It dropped again. But the constructive criticism would be like, hey, Mark, I see that you got a zit on your forehead. I have some, you know, uh, pimple cream. Or, yeah, pimple cream or. Uh, benzyl peroxide and I can go put it out for you or like maybe you should work on your skincare routine or maybe get more sleep or like blah 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 but criticism for the sake of criticism is just bullshit I think it's just for attention man it's like I want people to feel bad for me yeah. like look what this person did to me mm-hmm. don't you guys feel bad for me yeah and like I'm a I'm victim of it in a sense too of like our job is clickbait our job is drama like how can I attract people so it's like what can I use in this video to make people feel a certain way yeah um, but I've never been like the type to start some shit. Right. Where it's like, talk. I don't like talking bad about people, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, feel like the worst part is, is like those people putting out those videos have like people who watch their videos are so invested. You know, right. like if, if someone's big enough that they're going to put out a video exposing someone, like their fans are invested in them. And then those thousands of people are going to go and like, People on the other end, like on the receiving end of like the video came out about them, like they're literally getting death threats and like, you know, just what I it mean, can do to someone's mental health is like just. There's three up. sides to every story. Yeah. My dad always said this. I don't know if he's always said this. <laughs> Someone said this to me. There's, I talked to your dad for the first time. The yeah. Other day, there's but, my side, your side, and then the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all about perspective. What happened in, in the old days when there was no internet or social media, when Someone did something bad. Like you just—it was town gossip. That's town gossip, and then you yeah. fucking move on with life. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be blasted to a million people, especially people like us with like the potential to blast someone, you know? Yeah. I could talk mad shit about people and expose people, and I'm sure people could do it to me, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like... There was probably a lot more fist fighting back then, too. Confronting was. each other. Probably. Like, I have more values. <laughs> so I guess to go along with like the constructive criticism thing, right? keep those matters private. Yeah. Like if it if the if it doesn't help the world, maybe keep it private. And if it's literally just for drama and views, like the Kardashians, maybe I don't know. Then I'm if all that's a goal. If that's a business, then sure. yeah, hundred percent. I'm all about like controlled drama. Yeah, you know, like hey, are you cool with this? But like, yeah. I'm not about like the whole cancel thing. Yeah, that sucks. Um, hey, best of luck to all of you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, Pearson talked to my dad for the first time. How was that? He kind of got to see how I was raised. Dad, you're listening. I know you are. What's up, Dad? My dad uh, gives me a lot of lectures about uh, religion, and mm-hmm. Pearson got one yesterday. Yeah. Not, not, you didn't really get a lecture. He was just nah, he was expressing just, his views. Yeah. He does the same thing that my parents do, which is, they're, and to be fair, they're like totally, they've got a very specific view, and it's like very solid, and they know exactly what they're talking about with that point in that perspective. Um, it was cool. It was just, it was just nice to talk to your dad. You know? That's the first time you ever like spoke to him, wasn't it? Yeah. I've always heard you guys talking, but it was just like, I was like, what's up dad? How you doing? Yeah. What's up, Mr. Dona? <laughs> and I actually met Pearson's dad on FaceTime for the first time. Oh yeah. The other day when we were vlogging and grabbing sushi actually. Yeah. Yeah. He was happy to meet you too. He was like, oh yeah, I remember you talking about Mark. We're on the group text now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We text. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, still haven't met Adelia's mom. No so that's comment. where we are at our <laughs> stage our friendship. of friendship. <laughs> wow. I've met a, uh, Jess's mom. We have FaceTime conversation. Okay, you we- met my mom. You met my grandma. Yeah, her grandma watches all my videos. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom watches all our videos. I just don't ever FaceTime her when I'm with you. Also, let's just take a moment since it's Taco Tuesday while we're shooting this. Pearson on his way over was like, hey, man, it's Taco Tuesday. I'm going to grab some tacos. I was like, all right, cool. You're going to stop at one of those taco trucks like authentic tacos little mom uh, pop shop no he did not do that he went to taco bell dude there was no there were no taco trucks on the way here okay oh yeah this is good yes, Let's be honest. Is. i'll be honest i haven't had taco bell probably in nine years worth it <laughs> do it See, for the vlog they're already like bro soft no, no. i Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to fast forward through all this because they're just eating tacos right now and it's a podcast and I'm sorry, guys. Look at these tacos. Tell us about tacos. Anyways, while the they're doing that, I'm that glad one. Easter is over because when I go to the store, I don't see my favorite item and that's the Reese's peanut butter eggs. Uh, I went there today and I looked at the spot where they usually are and they were not there and I was like, thank you. <laughs> and going along with eating unhealthy, Pearson, how do you... <laughs> How do you discipline yourself when it comes to this? Because you typically don't eat like shit. I never eat like shit. So, like, how do you di- yeah, discipline yourself? Yeah, this is weird seeing you eat that taco eat right now. Food. How do you discipline yourself when the, like, when you get a craving of, like, fuck, man, I really want, like, a sweet or whatever it is that you crave? How do you tell yourself no? Um, Regimen and routine. And then you don't, like, you don't have those foods around in the house. Right. So when you want those foods, you don't have them there. And it's too much work to go and drive and grab it, so... Why do it? Do you have another motive, like the movie you're about to shoot? Oh, yeah. 
Um, that's what I was hoping you'd say. Be like, look, man. Overall, like I have, I'm about to be in a movie. I just want to re- look really good for it. But apparently, no, that's not that's not what it is. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm trying to finish my taco, and then I'll get to that. God bless America. God. Adelia, what's new with you and your sister? You guys getting any arguments this week? Um, no, we've been just keeping our distance. We she's how does how does it make you feel? You and your sister were very close, right? And then she got a boyfriend. I think when we were little, we were a lot more close than when we were like really, really little. Yeah, but when you were you lived together in LA, now she has a boyfriend. Do you guys hang out as much? No. Does that bother you? It bothered you at first, I remember. At first it did, yeah. And then I'm just like used to it now. Why is it that at first similar situations have happened to me when your best friend gets a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Why does it upset you? Why are you looking at me? I'm asking for you your opinion because you're other. done eating. Um, I don't know because now he kind of stole my time. Is know? it a selfish thing? Should should you be happy for her? Like, wow, she's happy. No, obviously I'm happy for her. Yeah. I think maybe she just doesn't make time for me anymore. Do you have that conversation with her? Have you? No. She about to find out now. She about to find out. <laughs> why Why are you afraid? I think something I'm trying to teach Adelia is a confrontation. You're, you, you don't like confrontation either. Yeah, but do you notice I do it? I don't well, like now it. you do. Yeah, I, I don't like it, but yeah. it has to be done, right? I <laughs> did it last week, this, this past week. With? And it was uncomfortable, but I did it. I confronted someone. Okay. And how did it go? It went really well. Did they receive it as, as anticipated? Um, I mean, yeah, they were fine. Why is it that when we're, we, we, cause I've had to confront people and I get very nervous prior to, why is it that we're so afraid to be honest? Why do you think that is Pearson? Cause we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Truth is uncomfortable. I think the response from yeah. them is the scary part. Like what they're going to say. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I uh, personally, for me, I think I think of their responses before they respond mm-hmm. and that's what makes it scary. And if it, they respond a completely different way than what I'm thinking, then that sucks. Like you prepare almost for their kind response of. in your head. And right. Then, and, and yeah, because for I me, don't think you should I think you should keep an open mind, mm-hmm. but. I think what I realize is when, and this is something I realized with my dad when he confronted me about like something back in the day. When you get really, really defensive, it's true. Like that's yeah. why you're getting so defensive is because damn, like he's fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really realize that in the moment because you feel like it's an attack mm-hmm. and you feel like you need to go on the attack back. Like, no, like this is this and this. And y- you don't understand. Like life's so hard, dad. Morning, morning, morning. Yeah. Uh, life's so hard. <laughs> and my dad's like, son. Shut the fuck up. I'm 65. <laughs> you haven't done shit in life. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I think that we do get defensive because we feel attacked and kind of there's truth to it, you know? I'm trying to think of, of any type of confrontation that I've had to do where it's like, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I have a lot of confrontations. I, I mean, like, again, honest confrontation is better than dishonest harmony. Mm-hmm. And... I would rather not be friends than us be passive aggressive pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I, I lived in New York for like two months while we were shooting No Kiss List and I fucking loved it because it was just, everybody was like, nah, fuck off. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll just go over here then. I guess. <laughs> but it's like being back in the farm to me because 
if we don't like you, we don't hang out. We don't have to. It's right. fine. And I think the truth is uncomfortable in general because we're afraid of the response. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of losing somebody. Mm-hmm. But we have to be comfortable with that. Otherwise, things don't get accomplished in life. And we get yeah. very passive and we get very, I don't want to say sedated, but we internalize all of our feelings till we blow up. Mm-hmm. And it just ends in blow ups and bad mental health. Yeah, I think that's why I confronted that person because I didn't want to lose. That's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it turned out fine. Turned out fine. Yeah, and any, by the way, 90% of the time, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it's after after that, I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, that's, mm-hmm. I'm stupid for even thinking, yeah. why was I so nervous? It's stressful. Yeah. And it, 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 we do have a right to be nervous and mm-hmm. anxious about it, but also sometimes people do need a process before they have confrontations. So maybe it's like not best to do it in the moment mm-hmm. or- be like, I just need to fucking think on it. They're like, no, I want to hash it out now. It's like, no, no, I, I really need to, I need to process this mm-hmm. before I talk about it. Oh, I actually have a question now that when I had to confront this person, I was like so nervous and like shaking and my body heat yeah. dropped. And I was like so afraid to confront this person. A similar feeling when I go into auditions. Yeah. A similar feeling when I was in high school and I had a girl coming over. Mm-hmm. What is that? response we talked about it off podcast but on podcast i'm sure a lot of people feel this way like they like they're fucking nervous bro yeah is that anxiety yeah it's anxiety it's it's your fight or flight response so your cortisol and adrenaline norepinephrine are spiking in the midst of it so it's an evolutionary response to being chased by a tiger or a wolf or anything like that what happens is your body goes into fight or flight mode turns off all the (laughs) non-essential businesses in your body and goes we have to survive So everything goes into running, adrenaline, we must survive. We don't need to process this food. We don't need to poop our pants anymore. We just got to fucking run. And so that's the same thing, but your brain doesn't know the difference. And neither does your But uh, if you know, like you know in your mind, like, ah, I'm nervous because I have to confront this person. You know it. You do know, but your nervous system doesn't have a brain. And it's connected, but it's connected in a very like lapsed evolutional way where you're just, it's too far behind. It's lagged. And if you believe in God, then God didn't make the connection there. And it's still the same response. It doesn't matter. Either way, your cortisol levels are spiking in order to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. The science is the same, whatever you believe. But the problem is, is that our cortisol levels spike because it's, we're trying to survive. That's what's happening. But it's just, we're soft. <laughs> we're soft. Really? Yeah. You know, imagine if like every day you were out and you're like, man, I got to get water and food today and i gotta make sure i don't get eaten by the lions <laughs> and then somebody was like hey i want you to come in and read for this audition you'd be like sure i guess yeah no big deal <laughs> right <laughs> walk in read the audition fucking walk out and be like i still got to survive the lions because that's way more important than this so how do you think you can train your brain i mean do more crazy shit yeah absolutely like fucking heroin or something? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Let's rephrase that. <laughs> Do things that push yourself. Always be outside of your comfort zone in healthy experiences and life and things that expand your, your body and your mind. I, I mean, like even physically, just working out. Just yeah. push yourself a little bit harder. Try it. Yeah. And this actually reminds me back when I first started vlogging. I put myself out of my comfort zone. I was afraid to vlog in public. And a lot of you guys listening probably feel that same feeling where you want to vlog, but you just feel 
this weird you put this weird pressure on yourself and i want to turn to adelia for this because i was this, just gonna say yeah. you're in this phase right now where you're vlogging and you're comfortable vlogging alone by yourself in your apartment but in public you're afraid in front of me you're even afraid i know why is that i don't know i think because i obviously when i'm alone i'm just like there's no one around so i can say and do whatever i want and it's weird that I'm uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortable even around you because when we vlog on your, for you, I am fine. Mm. But I think it's because you're the one that's kind of pushing it. But on my vlog, I have to do it. Right. You know? So I get like. Do you, do you feel like you're not doing good enough? Do yeah, you feel that it's almost like I'm, I'm judging you or. What am I, am I intimidating you? Why kind is Kind of. I, I think you're a little intimidating because you're so good at your vlogs and I'm over here trying to say one sentence and I can't get it out because my ESL brain is <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, but you have um, to understand I've been doing this. Right. <laughs> I know that. It's just like, I want to do such a good job too, like that, but it's not going to just come that easy. Right. You know, I just have to practice and stuff. So it just gets in my head. I think that a lot of us, and this just goes in general in life, we we value other people's perspectives on us. Because when I first started vlogging, I was so scared to vlog in front of Amanda Cerny and King Batch and all of these huge Viners because I was like, damn, dude, they probably think I'm like, like they get millions of views and I'm out here vlogging for like a thousand people and they're probably like being like, damn, this dude's like, the hell is he doing like what's what the a point loser dude and i feel like that deters a lot of people from starting and you need people around you that are motivating like i motivate the fuck out of adelia i'm like like she was like having a breakdown the other day trying to talk to the camera and i was like look i'm not judging you like i'm i do this this is what yeah. i do like mm -hmm. no one's putting pressure on you you got this like you need to surround yourself with people that encourage you rather than like oh like fuck's the point of that dude there's only 10 people watching yeah but you all start at zero like we right. all i started at zero you know like yeah. how dope is it that you have 10 people watching right could you imagine being in a room and 10 people just sitting there being like all right whatever you have to say let's go people get anxiety about public speaking yeah. yeah we do it every day from this from our social media outlets from the thousands of people that like your photo on instagram but nobody thinks about that in a real physical perspective. It's the same exact effect on the brain, psychologically speaking, as if they were sitting in front of you. Right. Imagine putting all your three million followers on Instagram in front of you. Like, that's insane. No, yeah. I, <laughs> right? I, I've thought about it, actually, because there's going to be a point in time where I perform my music in front of a crowd. Right. And thinking about it. Like, it's been my dream, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I literally, like, that's why I do music because I close my eyes and I see, like, people singing back to me. Like, that's what I envision when I envision my music. Mm -hmm. But, like, thinking about it, like, holy fuck. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. And could I handle that? And it's like, yeah, I can handle it right now. I'm hosting my show. I'm in control. Um, and I think it is different in the sense of if I were to have a tour and have to perform in front of people, I think I'd be okay because everyone's there to see me, right. you know, they're coming to see me. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. They're not judging me. They literally, they like me. Yeah. But where I would feel the pressure is something like we watched the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. And there's a bunch, there's Morgan Freeman in the front row. Like you're performing at the Grammys, right? There's Morgan Freeman. There's like all these people, Beyonce, all these people you looked up to. Yeah. That's the fucking pressure of like, yeah. okay, that, that brings back the, okay, now I'm vlogging in front of Amanda Cerny again. 
and mm-hmm. I'm scared because Beyonce, who's fucking way better than me and yeah. way more successful, is front row. Yeah, that'd be stressful. But why do we why do we put such a hype on? Because Beyonce is a human being. Yeah, she's just like another human being. Why do we put so much value and hype on celebrity? Adelia, because she's Beyonce. Fact. Next uh. one. <laughs> she's a human. You know what's crazy? I, I met Beyonce. Really? I was at a Halloween party, and I was uh, it was Sierra and Russell Wilson's Halloween party. I was the photographer, and I was taking photos of everyone. Mm-hmm. I took a photo. Beyonce actually turned around, and she had like crazy eyes. She was in a costume. I was like, "Whoa, yo, your your outfit's really sick." Can I take a photo of you? She was like, "Yeah, of course." Took a photo. She gave me her camera. She's like, "Can you take one on mine?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." It was like Serena Williams was there, Kelly Rowland. Took the photo of all of them. I walked away. And this other photographer came up to me. He's like, yo, dude, that was fucking dope. I was like, what? He's like, you just took a photo of Beyonce. I was like, what? I didn't know it was Beyonce. That's the coolest Beyonce story. Because she was in a costume. I didn't even know it was her. She had like these fake colored eyes in. I have the picture on my Instagram still. (gasps) Really? And I was like, what? But why can't we treat everything? The same thing happened. We went to the movie theater. Yeah. And uh, there was this beautiful girl there. And I was like, Oh wow, this girl's beautiful. And I asked my friend, I'm like, yo. And I was talking to her fine, said, What's up? Hey, how yeah. are you? Like this, all this stuff. And I was like, hey man, what, who, what's this girl? Who's this girl? He's like, Oh, she's in the star in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Right. I had no idea who she was. But then when he told me that, I was like scared to look at her. Yeah. I couldn't look at her because I was afraid to make eye contact with her because I was like, fuck, dude, like she's a Fast and the Furious star. It was Isa Gonzalez. Yeah. And literally from the moment, like when I was there, I was confident. I was like, hell yeah, like, yeah. hey, what's up? How are you? The moment I knew who she was. I was scared of her. It's the, the, how they're, I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's a hierarchy to yeah. humanity. And yeah. as much as we try to avoid it, humans are very tribal by nature. You know, we, we think about things in like the alpha beta sense, even though we try to like avoid that. But like at the end of the day, you know, I step into your vlog, you're the alpha of the vlog, you know, we're both betas in that scenario. I haven't been doing it nearly, nearly as long, but if you were to step on a set, I'd be the alpha there. Right. Right. Just depends on the scenario we're all at, but it's still fucking intimidating as shit. You know, if Beyonce came in and was like, I don't know how to edit a vlog. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I'd be like, she's like sitting down on Premiere and being like, she probably knows a lot about Premiere. <laughs> 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 enough credit. She probably yeah, knows I watched her behind the scenes. She's pretty smart about she's like mad everything. Smart. She's, a, she's good at everything. Yeah. This is a terrible example. Um, anybody else that's famous, they'd sit down and look at Premiere and be like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Mark. Can you show me this? And at that point, the power has shifted. But that's like life in general. is like it's super intimidating when you're just around somebody that has that kind of control of a room, of their power, of their ego, of everything. They're confident. Yeah. I want, I'm trying to think of like a different type of scenario like that can apply to like a high school or something. Because obviously no one's running into really celebrities that listens. Um I think about like, like a teacher or yeah, like a freshman teacher, and a senior coach, coach, anything, any one of those people that are like in the power position, even though maybe you make fun of them with your friends behind the scenes, if they fucking sit you down and talk to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw the, the, is that, the paper is it, across the room. Is it bad that we're kind of put in that position from the start of like, okay, the principal, like if you get called to the principal's office, it's like, oh fuck, like. It's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that the wrongdoing of teaching and the raising of like kids? I, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Cause we got to learn stability at some point, learn that there is a structure to society. Otherwise yeah. we'd just be completely rebellious and nobody give a fuck about anything. We got to mm-hmm. have some sort of like 
you know, the law is the law and it's there for a reason. We got to ask ourselves, and I learned this from an, a fellow actor. He's like, because I was trying to cut a line of dialogue. And I was like, dude, this dialogue doesn't make any sense. And he's like, well, why are you trying to cut it? And I was like, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. But he's like, well, why did they put it there? I'm like, I don't fucking know because they weren't, they didn't sleep enough. <laughs> it's dumb dialogue. He's like, but you don't know that. Did you ask him? I was like, no. And he's like, then you don't know, do you? He's like, are they setting up another storyline? I was like, I don't know. It, it just seems like trash. And he was like, go ask him before you try and cut shit and like make sense of the world before you just try and delete it. Yeah. Why is it that some directors are so anal about this is the words. I need you to say it this way. Exact word for word. And some directors are like, yeah, dude, improv, do whatever you want. Like the hangover, like that kind of movie. Mm. That shit's like all improv. You know what I'm saying? Or no, is that movie? That director is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a pretty specific, uh, case, case by case. Cause he'll let like Zach Galifianakis and all the boys like just go, go for gold on, you know, the hangover, but also the Joker, there wasn't a whole lot of improv outside of Joaquin Phoenix, just being allowed to move inside of the space. Right. So that's, wasn't the, uh, the whole. Speaking of like the Joker, wasn't that one Batman scene improv? Which one? Where the blow up behind him, the Joker, the hospital. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Joker. Ledger. Yeah. So uh, go ask your question. That was improv because the remote wouldn't work, right? It I, didn't blow up as planned. I'm not 100% sure, but that was the rumor on the street. Cut to Christopher Nolan being like, no, I planned that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm not sure. I think it wasn't planned, but Chris Nolan knew that it was going to happen, and he intentionally wanted to see how Heath would respond. I think that was the intention, because Heath was giving such like incredible performances that they were like, let's just throw a curveball at him in the midst of the most Did insane. his controller actually control the blow-up, or oh, someone no, else not did? at all. No. Oh, it was just like the Do person... you imagine if he's like just rolling around as the Joker and accidentally nicks it across his like little nurse dress and then just... So someone was building. like... Oh, okay. So the explosive guy was watching and he's like, hey, delay this to see what he does. Exactly. Probably. I, I don't know for sure. I, what if he would have... Do they tell you in acting never break character until they say cut? Yeah, always. Unless you specifically know that you're like, this isn't the take. But you got to remember, you've got thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of equipment, people and crew riding on you in that moment. And if you fuck it up and say, no, nah, cut. I got to redo that. You're wasting everybody's time. So you always... And especially when the camera's not on you, I've worked with some of the most unprofessional fucking actors. Oh my God. The camera's not even fucking on them. They're literally picking up your close-up. We're over here just giving you little performances so you can respond to it. Right. And oh, it pisses me off. They just, they go, I'm sorry, I wasn't feeling that. I'm like, it's not your close-up. <laughs> the camera's not even looking at you. <laughs> yeah. How fucking narcissistic how, how are you? I? How did I look? Yeah, how did I look? <laughs> Your shoulder that was blurry in the frame looked great. Please let them perform because they were having a great performance. But that's how, that's like. Would you rather, do a lot of big actors when they do those over the shoulders have stand-ins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that fuck up the other actor though? Performance wise? A lot of times you can, a good performer doesn't necessarily change based on another person's bad performance but if they are elevated based on another person's great performance right so i feel like you can riff off of people though like the actual actor absolutely there is a lot to that and it it does suck when you don't have the other actor there and i've worked in scenes like that where you know an actor couldn't be present or i had to read off of some like (laughs) a an ad was reading off of a script 
10 feet that way and I was staring at a wall at a point and they were like, all right, this is your really big scene. This is very emotional. We want to make sure that you, you know, you feel everything that's in it and, you know, break down and go for it. And I'm like, but he's over there, (laughs) you know? So it just depends, you know, but are you, is there any type of scene in acting that you're scared to do? Also question on Mm -hmm. sex scenes. How does the dude not get hard or does he? Do you have to sign something? I, I always, not always. I usually have a nudity writer involved in my contracts. If you know there's a sex scene coming up, you want to have some control of like, sometimes a director or an editor or the producers will be like, just throw in the tip of his peen in there. <laughs> you know? Wait, or, what? Oh, oh yeah. What? Or like if, if as a girl, if you don't have like, you know, a nipple cover or something like that protecting in your nudity writer, uh, you they can potentially have control over the edit because you're your contract. Writer, so, you, so you're saying before you shoot it, you have to be like, mm-hmm. agree to it. Yeah. And I, it, it was so weird because I was aware of this only because I came from a very conservative background and I didn't want to do nudity when I first moved out here. Didn't even want to cuss. Right. <laughs> now here I am being in a dick. <laughs> um, doing all the things. You're like, you wouldn't take a role if you had to cuss in it? Yeah. My manager called me. I was like, I'm going to drop you if you don't start cussing. Wow. No and I was way. Like, you're like, oh, fuck, shit. So bitch. Hollywood oh, okay. really does make you lose your morals. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but in all the right ways. I think if you've, if you've got a good foundation from the get-go, yeah. I'm sorry, but cussing is, is a ridiculous thing that I was holding on to that's trash. Yeah. Words are made up. Right. There are a bunch of noises that we put together to put together some time and some history. Right. It doesn't make any sense. But, uh, yeah, so I came from a conservative background, and I knew I didn't want to do sex scenes, and if I did, eventually when I got to that point... I wanted to have some say over what they got to show. And I was like, I want to be paid for this shit. If you're going to show my ass cheeks on you right. know, this movie, pay more. And the director would be like, well, we don't have any more. Or the producers. I'm like, okay, well, then don't show my ass cheeks. Just show me an underwear or something like that. So that's what we did. And then one movie finally paid more. And I was like, nice. Let's So go. you showed cheeks? I showed cheeks, but they what cut movie? it. movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you still got paid more. Still got paid more. So you, did you have to do a sex scene? Uh, not in this one. Have no. you ever had to do a sex scene? Many. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Bold and Beautiful was all about all about. Uh, what happens triangles. if you just pop a chub? <laughs> Is that like it's you? Hopefully, you've communicated with the other actor or actress, and you can have those conversations beforehand. I always like to like be like, "Hey, can we go like just grab a coffee, something right beforehand, so we can talk this through really quick?" Yeah. Or even in like the office or the studio, anywhere, just to be like, "Hey, if this happens." Yeah. And I do get hard. I want you to know that I'm acting in the moment. It is me being present because there's a lot of time. I remember there's uh, one of the first sex scenes that I was not a part of, but I was on set while they shot it or whatever. And I, the girl came over and she was like teared up and she was like, it was, it was so bad. And I was like, oh my God, did he hurt you? Like what's going on? She's like, no, he didn't get a boner. <laughs> I was like, what? That was not what I was expecting. And she's like, yeah, it's, a, it's like the worst compliment of all time if right, you don't get right. chubby while we're like, I'm butt naked and you're butt naked. But is there some reality to sex scenes? For sure. Like Brad and yeah. Angelina fell in love on set. Totally there is. And there's totally times where you just hate that other person and you don't want to be there. Yeah. It, it really depends. And hopefully you guys are professional enough to like hold it down and you know that it's for the bit. You know that it's for the, the show. And you've had the professionalism to talk it through beforehand and otherwise good luck, you know, but yeah, you totally, there's, there's been times where I've been a part of sex scenes and 
thankfully me and the girl were interested in each other okay <laughs> <laughs> and that has happened i have gotten a boner off of it and it's been it's been fine it is what it is i can imagine bro it's, i'd be so embarrassed they don't give you like a tight pair of underwear to wear you get what's called a cock sock and it doesn't what? hold it down it is a little skin skin tone sock that goes around your your balls and your cock <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they call it a cock sock <laughs> And uh, I forget what the... Do they have, like, custom molds? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> No, God. but they have different sizes. Uh, <laughs> Extra what does the girl fees. wear over... Because, like, it's, like... I think like it's a, called a merkin, if I'm not mistaken. I could be butchering that. I, I'm not entirely sure, but it's essentially, like, a, a, a sticky... Pad. A pad. Like a stick, that goes over yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And then same with, like, pasties. Is it awkward, like, humping... Oh yeah, because so you're not humping anything, Here, right? Here's what people don't understand. <laughs> let me let me lay this out for everybody that thinks it's just mad cool to be like fucking on TV. <laughs> you know, it's not. <laughs> you gotta understand something. Listen, I have I have had great love scenes with incredible scene partners, and they've come out amazing in film right. and TV. And thank God for the actors and actresses that have done those things with me. I appreciate the hell out of them. But you ready? Yeah. There is a crew of 20 to 40 people yeah. watching you with right. cameras and lights like we got around right now. Don't they usually say like... And they're doing this. They're like, all right. Yeah. No, Pearson, Pearson, move your hips a little to... The okay. I understand that maybe that's how you do it back home, <laughs> but it looks terrible. Yeah. Or like, they'll be like, uh, excuse me, other co-star. Uh, could you not do those noises? <laughs> It sounds disgusting. And you're like, that's the way I do it. <laughs> and you just feel Wait. awful by the end of it. And then I thought during intimate scenes, they usually limit the crew and have it just DP director. They do. And, and usually that's the case. But I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm on, you know, Bold and Beautiful and we're turning around two episodes a day. I'm memorizing between, you know, 20 and 90 pages a day. We're shooting 120 pages of dialogue. They have no time to limit the crew and other things. Right. And so you just got to, as an actor, sometimes you're like, fuck it. It's fine. We're all, we're all friends and family here. So now I've got the entire crew watching me get giggly. Now, you know? now when there's scenes of actual showing the dude's dick, yeah. is it actually the guy's dick? Depends. Like in, what's that one movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Was that uh, usually Dracula? It's a, <laughs> it's, is a, it a, it's a silicon penis or okay. there's a Shia LaBeouf movie. What was that called? Um, Peanut Butter Falcon, Honey, <laughs> Honey Boy. I've no, never seen no, them. No, no, no. Uh, it was like a, it's a really intense Shia LaBeouf movie. I forget what it's called. Disturbia? No. Transformers? No. <laughs> holes? Jeez. Oh, my God. It was That's Holes. a Disney movie. I don't think there's going to be anything. He got full naked, and they were full sex scenes. Um, and he literally sent in a tape of him having sex with his girlfriend to like audition for this role. And he had sex Shut with the, up. the actress Shut on up. screen. And... No, he did not. He did. Absolutely. Actual sex. Yeah. Not simulated sex. It was and full on sex. And she was okay with it and everything. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. What? No, did no. Did you surprise no. her? <laughs> <laughs> That's a set. You got to be comfortable. Is that it? an option like, presented? What? At the beginning of the movie? Like, hey, guys. Mostly, no. You'd have to get like a NC-17 or an X rating to release a movie like that. What if it's like, you know how they're just like, all right, like, let's play back again. Like, what if they had to literally have sex for like five hours because they couldn't get porn? the shot? That's a good question. They you probably had dude, that's an hour right? in real life. Like, I don't know. 
them dudes in porns are probably busting nuts 20 times right? in one episode. <laughs> don't, they, don't they do like liquid Viagra into their penis? What? what? I heard about that. There's some like <laughs> crazy erection drug that they'll sometimes just straight inject into their peen to <laughs> so they can stay go? hard for the entire time and like oh. blow loads and keep going. I don't know that I could ever do a sex scene. It's hard, man. Based no off my intended. past in high school, I, I couldn't even, a girl would touch me <laughs> on the waistline and I'd be jizzing my pants. <laughs> Imagine I'm on set having fake sex. Yeah. Dry humping. Game over. <laughs> Your boy's waking up with a puddle when she gets off of me and the whole set's going to laugh at me. Anyways, if you're casting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. That's wild, though. Most embarrassing moment on set. Go. Ooh, here's a good one. <laughs> this is going to be a hard right turn. I love how this whole at. podcast is just picking Pearson's brain about life movie sets. <laughs> um, so it, was, it wasn't embarrassing, but I felt so uncomfortable doing it. We're on Jesse. Hi, I'm Brooks from Jesse. <laughs> Disney show. <laughs> hard right turn. Uh, very conservative set comparatively to any other set that I'd been on to that point. And, um, at this point it was a Halloween episode. We were dressed up as like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, all this stuff. I was Frankenstein's monster, uh, the green guy. <laughs> so for those of you that get the two mixed up uh, and, uh, I had, they were like, so Pearson, we want you to do a, like a quick, like Frankenstein dance. And I was like. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> Do you have a choreographer here? And they're like, no. I was like, you're Disney. Yeah. You have everything covered. I can't even change a single word in this script. You have everything covered. What is, wh where, what? And they're like, no, no, we just want you to like do a Frankenstein dance. I was like, when? They're like, 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm not a good dancer. Like I can like ballroom dance very slowly and like calmly, right? So I finally like kind of choreographed some ridiculous make fun of myself <laughs> dance because I was like, I can't do anything serious. So I do it and there was supposed to be like kind of like a, they were like, oh, you should do like a, a drop at the end, whatever that is, where you kind of like <laughs> drop into a squat and lift Bust down Tatiana. Bust down Tatiana. <laughs> and, uh, and I do it and they had me in pants that were literally from the 1920s. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. They were from the 1920s. They had it. From they ripped. A, they ripped. And it was the one day, the one day, and I had my butt cheeks towards camera. <laughs> right? <laughs> On the bus down and bring it back up, Tatiana. <sighs> and there is no shortage of crew or cast or people watching at this point. And I'm wearing my fucking white underwear that my mom, mom, I'm sorry, but I'm throwing you under the bus. Don't ever get me white underwear. I hate that shit. I hate it. And it's for this reason now that is scarred into my brain that I literally, if you hand me white underwear, I will throw it in the trash. Stains or something? No, I just felt ashamed. That's what I thought. I know it would have been funnier if I did have poop stains though. I just ate Taco Bell. I just sharded my pants on the way back up. Oh, that would be the worst. Uh, but no, no, get this. I did it, and I just felt so embarrassed because like. Fucking whitey tighties. How how much of a loser am I? Dating Victoria Justice. <laughs> just came off a no kiss list. MTV movie awards. Book Jesse. First Disney TV marriage. Whitey tighties. Damn, dude. <laughs> but didn't happen once. No. 
They sewed it up. They sewed up the <laughs> pants. And they were like, do it again. And I was like, no, dance monkey. <laughs> I do it again. They rip again. I do it again. They ripped three Motrucken times <laughs> before we got the take. It was on the fourth take that we finally got the take without the pants ripping. And I just couldn't bust down as hard as Tatiana yeah. would have. Is it on Disney? Yeah, they put it in they the outtakes, it. but they, I don't think they ever released that. Dang it. Yeah, I know. That's I hilarious. The yeah, it was a wild time. Speaking of movies, tell us about your movie. The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's called The Donkey King. Uh, I is mean, I already talked about it. Wait, I did, is I'm, it out? No, no, no. Oh. It was a... Uh, I'm not sure where the movie... It was already out, the movie, and I'm oh. doing like the English version. It was out in another country, and I'm... Where are they releasing it? Do you know yet? Here. Canada, here. <laughs> no, on Netflix or Roku or HBO? Uh, I think it's supposed to be in theaters. Really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. I'm not sure, though. I have to check, but... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know when it's coming out. Everything's postponed in Hollywood, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Netflix has... You know what's crazy? How many new subscribers do they add, did I tell you? Was Six, it 15? 16 million or something 16 like million, that. yeah. Wow. Everyone's that's just nuts. at home watching Netflix, and uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up. If you guys are finished with the podcast, go ahead, yeah. watch the Tiger King, um, and then the Donkey King, and then the Lion King, <laughs> and then... Uh, Wow, great podcast. We didn't really hear from Adelia much. Uh, you guys can check out our vlogs on Mondays. Pearson's posting again on Friday. Yeet. And you know your boys post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thank you for smashing that subscribe button. And we'll see you guys next week on the one-man show, Living Large. Who knows what the fuck this is. Tell me, do you think?